You are listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this service where pastors Greg and Wendy Seamus share about their recent trip to the Philippines. Well, I just want to say uh, thank you. Uh, thanks to Chris Goes for last week preaching on, I think it was worship. What did you guys think about that? Good, excellent job there. So um, wonderful. And, and thank you for, for the staff for holding down the fort right? And uh, doing such a great job while, while we were gone doing things. Your seat's really low. Oh, you're going to lower the table. Yeah, you're, you're like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. You're one of, you're one of those. Yeah. I could, be, I could be lower. And my seat lower. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm afraid it's going to dive, you know? So, all right. Is that better? Are we on the same, same height, though? Yeah, okay. Now I'm cutting out. Now I'm cutting in. I'm not supposed to grab this part of it right here. So that's my, that's my instruction. But that's kind of my vice. Can I grab it because it's smaller? All right. Well, good. Well, good seeing you guys. How many here for the first time? You're here for the very first time. You're visiting with us today. I just want to single you out, call you to the altar. Welcome. I'm just kidding, man. Dude, I'm just kidding. He's... <laughs> Oh, man. All right. You know, it's good. Just, just loosen up, all right? Just, like, you know, just be free, okay? And, uh, you know, we're family. And so this is the second time we've actually done this. We did this when we came back from Germany, but this is not going to be the way it's going to be, you know? This is just our second one, and we thought that uh, it would be fun for us to kind of share with you our journey to... Did you get the mic? Yes. Okay. Uh <laughs> To the Philippines. And so for some of you who uh, don't, how many are you from the Philippines? You know somebody in the Philippines. Put your hand up. Yeah, there's a, there's a section over there. I'm going to call people. you to the altar now. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, and so put your hands up again, Philippines. You know someone in the Philippines? Oh, over here. I, I didn't sweep the, I didn't sweep the, the front there. Uh, so the Lord's been kind of interesting. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, has the Lord just been kind of interesting? Like... You ever seen how the Lord just kind of moves and orchestrates things, and you say, that's interesting. Like, what are you doing? You ever been to that, ever ask those questions? Like, what do you, but in a good way, not like when things go bad, we say, what are you doing, you know? And then there's, when things are opening up, we're like, what are you doing? He's just a little softer, you know, but much more, you know, inquisitive in terms of what he's doing. And, and so let me just kind of set it into context. Uh, first of all, it was way back in February, because we're already in what? November? Wow. How many of you guys have your Christmas stuff up? And you're brave enough to put your hands up and say, I... You know, no fear. You know, when we got off the airplane, Christmas trees everywhere in the airport. And I was told that anything... When the month ends with burr in the Philippines, it's Christmas. So they start in September. That's what I meant. So they started September. All right, you guys are doing great, man. You guys are so anointed. <laughs> Revival's going to break out in our region. It's going to be awesome because you guys got that. But September, and then so they actually start. They actually start decorating uh, in September and in October and in November, and then they have Christmas in de- December. All right, so they don't celebrate Thanksgiving because we celebrate Thanksgiving. They don't. It's an American holiday. Yes, it is. That's what I meant. 
So it's all right. We're still a little on the jet lag side, but we're doing good. I had five hours last night. That's very good. And so, um, so that's just, I just throwing that out there for a little bit of information for you. My pilgrim shoes. So. See? For Thanksgiving. I'm like, sorry. Don't they look like pilgrim shoes? Yep. I don't think we're supposed to. This is not traditional church stuff the way we're doing it. But we are having fun, so thanks for paying it, just hanging out with us. Some of you are growing impatient already, I could tell. Get to the content, you know, get the word out, you know. So, uh, and I guess you would expect that. So, uh, we, um, we had a chance to, we were invited uh, to go to the Philippines, actually, when we were in Germany. And um, we were preaching the Ecclesia message. Can you do me a favor, Caitlin? There's a, there's a, like, there's something about the air conditioning and... What is that, that tissue paper right there? Uh, the yeah, I'm not weeping. You're like, that, that. Give me that. There's no weeping and gnashing of teeth right now. So, but I am going to do this. This doesn't look good. So I put it behind the Bible so that Wendy's all about how it looks. You know, she's one of those interior decorator types. So um, we were we were invited to go to the Philippines in in August, and here's what they said. They said we need the ecclesia message in the Philippines. And so, isn't it just, you know, I, I, I said, I think three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I can't remember, three or four or five weeks ago, that um, I feel like we're just stepping on this, out of this boat, and, and we're walking on water, and we're keeping our eyes on Jesus, and we're really not knowing what we're doing, but we, we know what we're kind of doing. And then someone came after the service and says, no, you're walking, you're walking out of the boat on the dry land, because we're actually, we're actually discovering who we really are. And that's a firm foundation. So I accepted his rebuke uh, in love. It was a joke. It's not a rebuke. He was just, it was just good. You guys aren't laughing with that. So that was supposed to be kind of a kind joke. Um, and so we've been on this journey with this as a, as, a, as a church family. We've been on this whole thing with Ecclesia, what that means. And, and I was trying to, when people are asking me what it means and trying to convey it, it's such a weird word because we just haven't heard it. And so we say, let's see, what is it? And I remember, <clears throat> I remember when, um, and it just happened this, this couple days ago, I was actually looking at the, the title of Ed's book on Ecclesia, Ed, Ed Silvosa's book on Ecclesia, and it says, it says God's instrument uh, for city, God's instrument for city, rediscovering God's instrument for city transformation. <laughs> city transformation. I don't and uh, so you could put that God's instrument for revival, uh, God's uh, instrument for global uh, takeover, uh, an awakening. But it's really, it's really God's instrument. It's rediscovering God's instrument for, for God, I would say, uh, God's redemptive agency for global transformation. And I, I feel like you can say city, city taking, city transformation, doesn't matter. But, and we know that the, the, the root word or the, what the word really means is a legislative assembly. So really the, the church is called to legislate their cities, their homes, legislate, you know, regions and nations. And to legislate, we do that through prayer and intercession, as well as signs and wonders and miracles. And we do it through see, seeing people converted and saved and set free, Right by the power of the gospel. And, you know, what's alarming to me, what was alarming to me over the last several uh, 
several years, but especially last month, was my discovery that 95% of believers have never led anybody to the Lord. That means 100% of all those who are saved are done so by 5% of the believers. Now, I want, to, I want you to see the possibilities for a moment. What if we extended that number from 5% to 25%? You think we'd have more fruit in our cities? More influence, more kingdom, more, more, you know, more justice, which is making wrong things right? Kingdom, kingdom of God breaking into our cities? What if we went from 25% to half? What if, what if 50% of all believers led people to Jesus? So isn't it amazing that 5%, you know, it doesn't take much, but 5% leading 100% of all believers, I want you to be encouraged that that, that number can only increase, you know? I mean... And I think that it's, it's partly because of what we've defined as church is partly the reason of, you know, that we've become so pastoral instead of apostolic. And we have been very, uh, we've been very focused on the event instead of, and we've actually, we've actually measured our success by attendance instead of influence. And so I feel like the Lord is, is releasing something fresh on the earth and it's not just coming through Wendy and I, but a number of people, I feel like when the Holy Spirit's speaking, he just doesn't speak to, you know, obviously one person like we, us, but he's actually speak, he begins to speak across the globe. And then what I look for is it bearing witness. And so if, if it's bearing witness and there's fruit that's coming out of people's lives, there's a yes and there's an amen, there's an explosion. I call it an explosion kind of in the, in the heart to where the mind has to catch up to the heart because the revel- that's how revelation usually comes anyway. It hits the heart first, and you're like, I don't know what that means, but I know it's good. Like, I, don't, I can't quite figure that out, but I know it's God. And so then we try and wrap our mind around it, you know? And so <clears throat> what, we've, what we've seen is this test drive that the Lord's opened up this door, and I think the first test drive was at our house right here, at this house, and, you know, and uh, us just kind of stepping into what we felt like the Lord was given us, and then seeing how, how it was received here at home. And obviously, it, it was wildly received, and it was, it was like people were reawakened to their calling. And it was where the pastoral ministry actually steps, steps off the stage and actually joins hands with those that are in the congregation and saying, we're all ministers. And so it takes to, it actually, though I believe in the fivefold ministry, it actually takes, it, it validates those that are sitting in the chairs. Does that make sense? So we believe that you could, you could lead someone to Jesus and water baptize them and get them spirit-filled within, oh, 30 minutes. All right? So in other words, we don't have to take them to, a, to you know, we don't have to invite them just to church, which is okay, invite them to church to have them get saved. And, and hopefully one of the ministry team people can lead them to Jesus and then maybe we can take them to a discipleship class and they can have them discipled. But first we have to get them water baptized. So let's get them to the water baptismal class, which actually meets in 30 days or 90 days so that we can get them water baptized. And you just don't see that in the book of Acts. So, so you have to look at the results in the book of Acts and you have to, you have to and then you have to see what's happening in our, in our, in our let's just say our region. And so, you know, if you have over 200 people here, 120 
people brought 20,000 to Jesus in a year and a half. And so those are, those are kingdom results. And I don't think that was something that was just, you know, an aberration, kind of like a fluky thing. I think that was actually meant to be a template for us. And I don't think that there's not an amen at the book of Acts because there wasn't supposed to be. And so that means that the work of God continues. And so we're, we're seeing this resurgence of, of this. I, I, it's, I, it's still hard for me to put it in the words because it's so fresh to me. But I'm telling you guys, every single, every single pastor I'm talking with uh, is when they're, when they're being exposed to what Matthew 16, 18 is what I'll say. Let's say God's instrument for, for you know, revival. Um, when, you're, when they're exposed to it, something is awakened in them. And I'm seeing that it's not about them wanting control. It's not about them seizing power. It's not, now I know there are people who are probably like that. It's not, I'm God's man and, you know, no one else can, you know. It's, this is more about, this is, what you're talking about is what I signed up for 20 years ago. Is why I signed up for 15 years ago. What I signed up when I got, when I got called in the full-time ministry. And so you could see us being awakened in them. And their, their biggest question right now is how do we activate? How do we move forward? How do we make the change? How do we, how do, we do this? And I just want to say that it's so amazing to partner with you because you guys are like, you know, forerunning something. We're all forerunning something. We're all going back to something and forerunning it. And I think that's so amazing. So I just think you need to encourage the person on your left and right and say, you're amazing for forerunning this. Come on, man, just go ahead. Now, you might, not, you might not know that you're forerunning it, but you are, and, and, uh, and I think that's actually part of the, I think that's kind of actually part of the mantle that's here, and I think that it's been around us for a long, long time. We forerun the prayer room in a local church-type setting. We forerun several things, and you guys are, you know, you guys, it seems like the Lord just gives us people who are willing to do it. So I just want to say thank you for, for just coming alongside of us. And we just want to put our ear to the ground of what the Holy Spirit's saying. We've always been like that. That's our nature. So we don't, we don't fall into things because of traditional sake. We just want to hear what God's doing. We want to get on, we want to get on his page. And we, want to, and we trust that if we do, then he's going to bring people along with us. I just feel like that's it. And so thank you for joining us in the journey as we're moving forward in this. And it's, it's a thrilling, it's, a, it's been a, a little short ride, but it's been a thrilling ride uh, for us. And so uh, we had this uh, invitation to go to the Philippines, which I, you know, again, let me just say this. I'm not the kind of guy who has a suitcase packed in his house. You know, I, I tend to be, unless the Lord changes things, I, I tend to be kind of like, I like, I like being around, you know? I, I like that. And so... Uh, so, so, you know, I was, even the night before we were going, it's like, you have to break your routine and you have to break everything. You have to go to an airport, jump on a plane, you know? And at first I'm a little reluctant, like I could just stay here, you know? And so, um, but once we got there, I knew why we were there. It was like the Lord anointed us for, for the purpose. So, um, I do want to say over the top is that we spent seven days in the Philippines. We, we actually left on a Tuesday, arrived on a Thursday. They're 16 hours ahead of us. 
And so uh, we actually left on a Tuesday, got there on a, on a Thursday. We actually went home. We actually flew home on Tuesday and came back to the States on Tuesday. So Four that's the time earlier. difference. <laughs> so we leave on a Tuesday. We come back on a Tuesday. So that's probably not shocking to some of you because you guys are world travelers. But, um, and so we were, just, we were part of a conference, and we teamed up with, I'll, I'll share some pics in a moment. We teamed up with uh, uh, a, a wonderful couple from IHOP KC, uh, and their name is Mark and Debbie Hendrickson. And so, uh, and their, their ministry was on first commandment, loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, talking about the Father's love in the context of being sons and daughters, which is amazing. And then we were, I think, on the second commandment, which is the ecclesia, which is going into our city and bringing revival. And I don't think you can have the first commandment without the second. I think that the more we, we flow in the first commandment reality, the more the second commandment becomes a becomes a greater reality because we sense God's heart, right? And that lines up with John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave, and he gave Jesus to the world. And so, so we have to, I think the church is kind of rediscovering, the ecclesia is rediscovering this whole idea, this whole concept, not even an idea, concept, this reality of how much God loves the world. And God's not ticked off at sinners, God's neither Republican or Democrat because he, he's actually, he actually has a kingdom. And so he wants us to, to bring the government of God into the government of the United States and every other government of the world. And we, he wants us to bring his government into your workplace, into your home. And it's called the kingdom of God, which we have to really get some clear teaching on what the kingdom of God is because if we don't know what it is, we don't know what to bring. And so we have to get much more familiar with his world so we can bring it to this one. Are you guys around? Are you guys around? Okay, good, good. So, um, so let me just go through these slides real quick. And again, I feel a little, this is a little different, a little bit of a stretch for me to kind of do. I feel like we're, I remember when I was first got saved, we used to have the Sunday night service with the missionaries. Anyone ever been you're around there? You're that old. Remember the Sunday night service with the missionaries? I never wanted to go to that service, you know, because I just knew there was going to be a carousel machine. You know, a guy was going to be popping off slides and talking. And I was like 21 years old, and I just didn't care. You know, I was like, I could think of other things to do besides listening to it anyway. So I feel a little bit like that right now because I'm a little older. And uh, even though, oh, you guys got to hear this. You guys ready to hear this? You guys ready to hear this? Say, yes, I'm ready. All right, this is, this is a sidebar. Did I ever tell you that I have a number of people who come up and tell me that I look like Bill Johnson? Now, Bill, if you're looking at this, which I know Everywhere. you're not, but if you are, I just want to do this for the record. Everywhere. So, so we were in San Jose. I had a woman come up behind me, tap me on the back, and she said, can you sign my book? And I said, I haven't written one yet. She goes, aren't you Bill Johnson? I said, No. I said, Bill Johnson has gray hair, and he's a little shorter than me, and so, and he's here at the conference preaching. He says, I'm not Bill. So I had like four people come up to me. I'm talking, I'm having lunch. This woman's up to me. She's like, I really enjoyed your 10-minute, you know, talk about the local church and the ecclesia and all this kind of stuff. And then she did, she 10-minute talk, and then she goes, you know, just, just at the, you know, I just want to say, you know, you look like Bill Johnson. And I'm like, Bill is gray hair, and he's shorter than me. So I'm not Bill Johnson, you know. 
I'm closely related to Bill Johnson, but I'm not Bill Johnson. And so I had four, four times. So we had lunch with Bill recently. And I, told, I said, Bill, this is alarming. This is alarming because I can't tell you. He just goes, oh, that's, you know, that's the extent of what you get from, you know, so, oh. So uh, this is alarming. I said, this is happening all the time. I mean, this is, I wouldn't bring it to you as a mentor to let you know that I don't, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't mind having the anointing you have. That would be awesome. Can you pray for me? You know, I mean, I'm willing to receive that, but it's kind of alarming. So I'm, at, I'm in the Philippines. No, no kidding. Not, not kidding. So I'm in the Philippines and I'm in a country I've never been in. I've been, I'm in, I'm in a pe- with a people I've never seen ever. I don't even know if they get Bill's books. I don't know. I don't know anything about them, right? They don't know anything about me. No connection. So I pray for this one guy, and I get done praying for him, and he looks at me, and he goes, he goes, you know what? I, you know, you, you look like, you kind of look like a guy, you, you look like Bill Johnson. Did anyone ever tell you that? I'm saying, shut up. <laughs> Seriously, are you, are you totally serious? Are you totally, totally serious? And he's like, yeah, 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 you look at you, and I go, I, I just went to the next person. <laughs> so, 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 get this, so. We, I come back home. This is, on, this is on Wednesday, right? So we fly in on Tuesday. I come. No, we're back home on Wednesday because I had a, yeah. So we had a board meeting on Wednesday night, right? So we have a board meeting on Wednesday night. I'm half alive, but we're doing it. And so our CPA, Steve Cheney, comes down, and he has his new admin, you know, his new admin with him, you know? And so he's a real quiet guy, but he's new admin and all this, and Steve Cheney likes a hotel. Has anyone ever been to a hotel? Like, he dreams about hotel, like... <laughs> He talks to me every single time I talk with him on the phone. He's like, I can't wait to go to Fremont to go to Ho Chow. I'm like, you need saved, man. I mean, and so, and so we, go, we go to Ho Chow. After he comes here, we talk a little bit, go to Ho Chow. No, no, not, not, not even, here, there's his assistant. So we go out of the restaurant. Into, after dinner, we go into the Mercedes Benz to, to drive across the street and park because that's how we are, Right. So we don't walk to hotel. We get into his car and we drive to hotel. And on the way back, on the way back, it's dark now because it gets dark earlier, right? So on the way back, I just see these eyes in the rearview mirror. And he says to me, you know what? Did anyone ever tell you that you look like Bill Johnson? I'm like, I never met the guy ever in my life. Wednesday was the very first time I've ever seen this man. And he's like, and I'm like, I say the same thing. Bill has gray hair. I have some gray hair, and Bill's smaller, you know, shorter than I am. That's it. That's pretty much it. And so if you have a revelation as to why this is happening to me, I, I would love to hear it because Bill doesn't have an answer. And so I thought maybe you would. Okay, back to the Philippine Ecclesia story. All right. So, so it's, just, it's good to be home, right? It's just, you guys might not think it is, but it is. Uh, we went to Manila. Now, Manila is... Uh, Manila is uh, 1.6, 1.8 million people. In the metro area, which is the outlying city, goes from 1.8 million to 12, over 12 million people that are in Manila. So this is where, and they, and uh, these are called, these are all over Manila. Uh, they're called jeepies or something. Jeep me? Oh man, then you got a mic, babe. Say, say it. Be strong. Actually, right. these are left over from... We left the Jeeps um, after the war, and uh, they expanded them. 
and made them into transportation vehicles. So, but they're actually getting rid of them, like in the next six months or something, because they've never been updated. <laughs> they're still really old. No, these are all over. But they're really cool looking. But they're not comfortable. No. Because we rode in one, and they're it's not very comfortable. It's like an honor system. You just pass. You're in the back, and you're passing money to the driver, and he's passing change back, and you're passing the change to the people, and it's a little crazy. Yelling out where you want to go. It's yes, amen. So that's, there's a train. And so they also have these things all over Manila. I'm just giving you some culture stuff. You see the motorcycle part on the left? You, can't, you can barely see it. Really bad picture because I'm not a photographer. That's why you don't ever see me on Facebook or anything. Crummy pictures. But you, you hop in these things right here, these little carousel, these Jeeps are everywhere. And I'm telling you, you have, you have less than it. You have these this much space in Manila to drive. Has anyone ever been in one of those, one of those cities you know what I'm talking about? Like, you have zero space. You are praying in the spirit. They put me in the front of the car, front, while this driver's driving, and they, they, all you hear is everyone's honking, their horns moving. No one's getting in an accident, though. No one's getting hit. No one's getting, and they're like two centimeters, not even that, yeah. away from each other, and that's just life in Manila. Yeah, they call that's it a, organized chaos. Yeah, it's organized chaos. So you have these little Jeep things, bzzz, they're flying all over the place. They're like flies, they said. They fly in and they fly Those out. Those are motorcycles, not Jeeps. I mean motorcycles. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. So the wiring system is really good. Uh, these are all, this is all for all the engineers and all the tech people that are here. The, the wiring system is phenomenal, just how organized it is, that there's no, you know, there's no, I don't even know how they route these to houses, to be honest with you, but that's, that's it. That's in downtown Manila, and anyway, that's culture. Okay, so let's talk about ministry. There's the conference, and uh, we actually had this uh, opportunity to meet with, uh, minister with these two guys, and uh, his name is Mark, and her name is Debbie. They actually, uh, yeah. yes, that would, be, that would be us, yeah, on the right, yeah. Um, I need to go on a fast, actually, but, and looking at that picture, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, Mark and Debbie actually helped Mike Bickle, uh, they founded uh, IHOP KC, so they've been with Mike and Debbie for a long time, and, uh, in fact, their son is up at Bethel, and very much connected to, I think, Bethel Music, and so we had the chance to minister with these guys, and they are, like, they are great great people. And so, uh, and you can see the crowd. This is the overflow section behind us. Um, and there's yours truly. Uh, you can barely see me. So I'll give you a close-up picture of yours truly. Actually, Ephesians chapter six twelve. I don't even know if I used that passage, but I guess I did. Uh, and there's another picture. I'll get off of that really quick. Um, you know what they do? This is really interesting. They have actually churches in malls. So this is very common in the Philippines. So I, I said there was no way, there's no way that a mall would allow a church in at least our region. I mean, a mall would actually allow a church to go into it, into a retail space if they're a nonprofit. But they have, the reason why they do it is they have many more people coming into their services because they're actually in a mall. So you, this is great for ladies, right? So they can buy something 50% off, right? <laughs> Right before, right before church, right before service, go in, 
have a great meeting, encounter Jesus, and go back to shopping right afterwards. So, and then the guys can hunt for, with their wives because I don't shop, I hunt. So just let me know what it is, let me go get it, and then let me leave. So I do enter stores, but not for a long time. Unless there's a power plug or something, some power in the store drives me, like an Apple store or something. So uh, I'll stay there for a while. So this church is named Victory. And uh, their slogan there is, I can't read it, honor God and make disciples. So we actually, we actually went into this place and uh, you'll see here that you can barely see that picture, but Wendy and I had a chance to speak with about 30 pastors and leaders on a Monday and uh, it was really interesting because I, no, I thought we were just going to round table with these guys and uh, the organizer, his name was Benji. Uh, came up in front of everybody and said, and, and uh, we're going to have Pastor Gray come and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna teach. Uh, he's going to present a message. And so I looked at one day and said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I go over and I grab my binder because all, all my notes are in there because I'm still a paper guy. Uh, how many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, isn't paper the way to go? All right, so don't get mad at me, all the ones who are 30 and under or 35 and under or 40 under. So I, uh, 15 under, uh, so we had this chance of, of doing ministry and we, and we had an opportunity to share the, the Ecclesia message again. And I can't tell you how widely received it was. This is another indicator for us. We're talking about, we're just laying out Matthew 16 to these leaders. And we have, now we have pastors of churches that are in here. The pastor of this church was there, Victory. They have like 1,200, I don't know, 1,400 people. Uh, in their church. This is actually still part of the mall. Uh, and and uh, it was just a real sweet time of ministry there. And then in the meetings, uh, we had a fire tunnel. It was the last night that we had a fire tunnel. So Friday night I preached, Saturday morning I preached, and then me and Mark changed. We just switched off, handed the baton off. So he preached Saturday, one time Saturday afternoon. I preached Saturday afternoon. He preached Saturday afternoon. And so Saturday night was for, uh, huh? Sorry. It was amazing how God put it together. We went, before we went, we had never even met Mark and Debbie. And it was like an instant connection. It was so awesome. I'm like, ah, friends for life. But even still, before we (laughs) gave the messages and stuff, it just like, they so intertwined and connected, you would have thought we would have met together and planned for months. It was like crazy. Yeah, we were both much... going, I hope this works. That's yeah, because how... you just, you don't know. And they didn't even, when we got there, we still didn't even talk about it. Um, but it was amazing how God incorporated it. And it was just, they just, it was beautiful. So we were supposed to do some training the night. And we all, we did talk about this. We're like, we're supposed to do some activation. We're like, let's just do a fire tunnel. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, think that'll be the best. It was supposed to be like words of knowledge and stuff. And we just said, let's just pray <laughs> over all these people. And, and so let's just do a fire tunnel. So we thought that'd be a great idea. Not knowing, not knowing that we would actually have a five-hour fire tunnel. So it really wasn't a fire tunnel we wanted. Well, it was. A fire tunnel, and it turned into prophetic stations. We provided a tunnel for them to go through, but they stopped at each 
person. So we ministered. Everyone got ministered to basically by everyone and prophesied over. And Well, you can like tell she's hours. enjoying it. Yeah. Right? So this was crazy, right? So, so we were <laughs> ministering, and we were, just, we were just pouring out. The hunger and is so, amazing. It's incredible, the hunger of the people. Yeah, the hunger. That's what drew us. That's, that's why it got to be five hours. And I told him, I said, your hunger drew it all out of us. I mean, I've never been that exhausted after a meeting, but so full at the same time. Has anyone ever ministered like that? You're, you're so tired physically, but you're so alive on the inside. And so we, we were there for, like I said, we were there for five hours. And, and, but here's the, here's the thing. I, this is on Saturday afternoon. I said, hey, we're going to have a fire tunnel tonight. And... And then there was like a scattering of like, yippee, you know, whatever. And so I said, how many people have never been in a fire tunnel? I would say 95% of the room had never gone through a fire tunnel. Now, there's, there's, there's challenges with that. Like, what is it? What are you getting us into? Skepticism. Defining a fire tunnel. What do I do when I go through a fire tunnel? Like all these things, you know you're going to have to cover these things practically for people when they go through because they're going to think this is weird, right? So we had, these, we had over 450 people that are at this conference, and we have over, then we, that means we have probably 420 or 400 people who have never been through a fire tunnel. So that was our challenge. So we had ministry We had ministry. Uh, Lines. We, I just grabbed some of the leaders there. There's Mark on the left. There's me on the right. I anchored the front, and then he anchored the back. So we put the fathers in the front and the back, which I thought was significant. Um, and then we had, she's like, what's going, what? So <laughs> it's okay if I have some fun with this. Come on, you guys. Uh, this is a little different. So if you're a guest, just hang with us, okay? And so uh, we had these other guys ministering, but laying on the hands, praying, you know, we had moms and dads go through with their kids, you know, so this guy's going to receive, and here comes the hand. So uh, <laughs> the smaller guy, the guy in the middle there, that's Benji, that's the, that's the organizer of the, of the conference, and they do something called Living Waters, which is like cleansing streams, but it, the vineyard uh, organized that and put that together. It's called Living Water. And so it's an inner, it's an inner healing ministry uh, that they run. And so they just go after a lot of the cracks in people's foundation. And it's kind of like Sozo, but a little bit more, a little bit more uh, clinical, if I can use that word. And that's what that was all about. So we just had this, this five-hour, I put a lot of pictures of this. because, And we had a lot of people, a lot of people who were like, I, I would say 35 and under which I thought was great because that's the next generation coming up. And uh, so you'll see a lot, of those, a lot of those people. And the thing is, is that they were, they were standing, um, and you see here, see how he's holding his phone? So this is what they did. They were smart enough to recognize they're going to get some prophetic ministry. And so how many people have you've held your phone in a fire tunnel? <laughs> some of you guys, smart people. And so... So there I am. I, I mean, I saw Androids, iPhone, you know, plus 8,000. We, you know, we had all these phones that were kind of going through. And there's another, there he is right there. So there's Wendy. She's, 
So really, I think we prophesied over 400 people, three or 400 people. I mean, the, the gift of the, the, the prophetic anointing was so strong, it just flowed very, very easily for us. So for me, for Wendy, for Mark, and for Debbie, and the whole team. And so we were there. We, we started the fire tunnel at 8.30. We didn't get out until 1.15 in the morning. And so, and so at the very end, we were prophesying to their team, and I just thought their team would never end. I mean, they just kept, their team just kept coming because they, the, they had these red shirts, like that guy. He had his red shirt. And I said, how many people are on your team? I know the ministry cannot be this big, you know? And they would, I would be standing them. They would, they would be, they would, I would pray over them, prophesy over them. Then I see a whole row of people who were sitting down over here. So this person would leave, and then another person would stand up, and then these guys would slide over. And I just thought, this is at one o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, we're never going to clear out of this place. We're going to be here until five in the morning. And I have to be up at six because I got to preach at the church on Sunday. So I'm going to take a nap for an hour and then go to, go to what they call Word Community or WordCom on Sunday morning. So the ministry was, um, the ministry was really absolutely off the hook, off the charts, off the hook. Uh, and... The people were so hungry. You know, God's doing something in the Philippines. And I'll tell you just a little bit about that in a second. But let me, I know that there are people who are hungry right now. So uh, I actually tried these. Uh, It's called anchovies, I think, or some small fish. Um, But they're all looking at you. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) (laughs) when they came to the table, I go, whoa, man, they keep staring at me, you know? No one's blinking, you know? And they're, they're daring me to, to eat them or something, you know? So Wendy's not touching fish. I'm just telling you, that's, that's my girl. She's not a fish eater. She's a meat eater. And so I call her T-Rex. She hates that, but that's what I call her. So she was she, nothing, nothing, but I'll try anything once. So there was a thing called balut, barut, balut. So how many of you guys have been, ever had this before, Right. Some of the Philippines, so it actually is, it's a, it's a duck that's not fully cooked. Well, no, or no, no, it is no, cooked, no. but no, no. it's yeah, not it's... like, it's not like, uh, like, like you would see a hard-boiled egg, like a hard-boiled duck egg. It's a little egg. bit before it hatches. It's a little bit before they hatch it. And, and anytime someone it. says the word delicacy, I begin to pray in the spirit. <laughs> no kidding. So I've had so many delicacies that were like. Do you like it? Turning my. No. So, yeah, so we had, this is Benji. Okay. Benji actually brought it to us. It? You like it? Uh-huh. You were raised on it, huh? Yeah, yeah. you were raised on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we weren't. Beaks, beaks, and so. yeah, <laughs> crunchy stuff. I so didn't we weren't. It. We weren't raised on it, no. So what they do is they crack it first, and then they make a hole in it, and they drink it. So I don't know what they drink. But they like it. This is TMI, I think. Right yeah, there. no, this That's is really TMI. good. Guys love this stuff. So, so they uh, they they drink it, and they, and you know he's he's Benji was raised with these uh, things, and so he's he's breaking it open piece at a time because that's good discipleship. And so he, I don't have pictures of them offering it to me, but me and me and Mark are looking at each other saying. No, but then a yes came over my spirit. And so, so I said, I said, I was looking at it and it didn't look like it was too bad because Benji was eating it and I was like, I said, sure, I'll try it. 
Mark's face Mark went was white. So you know? upset. <laughs> so Mark was really upset because I I kind of dared him, you know. And so I went ahead and tried to kind of taste. They needed a little salt, but it was it was pretty good. And so I handed it over to Mike, and so they were taking pictures, and we have a whole video footage, which I'm not going to bore you with, but but it was uh, it was actually very interesting. Um, but this is what they do. It's called I think it's called balut. Is it balut. called ba- balut? I think is how you say it. Just try it's it. A duck. Say it, balut. Oh, you guys go. Yeah, it's duck. good. All right. Uh, turning a, turning to the table, the best mangoes in the world, by the way. Yes. I mean, hands down. I, I don't know if I was. I came home on Wednesday. It took about ten minutes. I did a search on Google. It said where uh, man, uh, Philippine mangoes in Fremont. You know, <laughs> I didn't say balut in Fremont. Police believe I had to say that, but. And so they give you raw, they give you fish on every meal, pretty much. So uh, how many people would That's like breakfast. that? How many people would eat, eat that for breakfast? Put That's your hand bre- up. All right, see, some of you would do that. Um, so, and then I'll skip this. Breakfast. And there's just, just a lot of raw stuff there. Um, this is called something. Oh, that was um, amazing. That there anyway. is a squid no, not with that. Uh, some spinach in it. So, and some sauce. So I'll, I'll, I'll eat anything once, usually. I'm usually, there's some coconut water. Best bananas on the planet, by the way. Uh, how many people have, you ever, I don't know, man. I, I looked into that, too. Where do I buy Filipino bananas? Because Philippine, Philippine? I don't know, Filipina? That's the, that's the word for the women. So it is, actually, true story. Um, that's what we learned. So going through this really fast, uh, these are the people. There you go. Now, I want to stop right here. <laughs> Am I being silly? That's all right. All right, I'll be more serious next week. So, uh, to see the guy on the right, uh, my right, and I need to fast. I need to, do, I need to go to some serious Flores. fasting. But his name is King, and her name is Olive. All right? Olive, yes. And so, he has led three Philippine presidents to Jesus. Can we say amen? Can we say amen to that? And so the Lord took so him. Amazing. He's been part. Of, he's been in Manila forever, and he was in uh, full-time ministry. He left the full. He left uh, that vocational ministry and started working in business uh, in the government. So he's in the government mountain, uh, the Seven Mountains, and um, he has been with Ed for over twenty. Ed Silvosa for twenty-something years. So I met him in San Jose when we were at the uh, Transform Our World conference about a month ago, and I said, hey, King, you know, King. I said, hey, we're going to be going to the Manila, and I know you're in Manila. Can we hang out together, maybe grab some coffee or something? We could do something like that and just spend time with you because I know that the Lord's really done some cool things in your life. So we got arranged it. I had a Sunday night off, and so we went out and had Japanese food. Anyone had Japanese food? Everyone in the room. Um, and so... We went and had uh, Japanese food. And I'm telling you, this guy is the most, one of the most friendliest guys you'd ever meet. Just so warm, so kind. Uh, he laughed a lot. He laughed at his jokes a lot, which was, um, which is amazing, which is really fun, actually, to be with him. And, uh, and I'm telling you, he is a four, he's, he's way more than a forerunner. He is, God has used him powerfully. But here's the really cool thing about uh, us meeting him is that, uh, he hadn't really connected with the group that we were connected to. And so I invited him, this is on Sunday night, I invited him to come out on Monday and to come to the pastor's leaders meeting, which he did, him and his wife did. 
and he reconnected with a, several pastors. Uh, no, he reconnected with a guy who owns, he's a millionaire, uh, that was actually at the, at the pastor's leaders event, and he owns a string of hotels in the Philippines, and he loves Jesus, and he's all about, he's the apostle, like the marketplace apostle, and he, he has, has pastors, pastors underneath him. Every what hotel. He, he has a pa- staff, like pastoral staff, at every one of his businesses. It's like amazing. So he populates his businesses with the fivefold. So yeah. he'll have prophetic seers that are there. He'll have pastors that are there. The apostolic teaching and you know, evangel- all that kind of stuff happening as a businessman uh, overseeing hotels all over Philippines. Isn't that a cool idea? They give you like scriptures with your your room key and it's like so awesome. So what's, what's, you know, if you get uh, Ed's book, Ecclesia, his story, King's story is actually in the book. Long story short, in about 2000, 2000, uh, what this guy who owns all these hotels got a hotel, but it was used as a prostitution ring. And uh, it was not, it, it was just dark. And so he, he brought King in. King came in. He hired, immediately, he hired 30 pastors to be managers. And, and then revival broke out in this place. And the place that we stayed at while we're in the Philippines was the very place that was used for prostitution 18 years ago. And that King had come in and just him and this guy who owns all these hotels came in together and just, for the glory of God, just... Just, tur- just transformed it. So, yeah, it's just really, really, really amazing. So here's some more pictures there. You know, I'm just going to, this is, they always like, they have like pose funny, you know, so they always want us to pose funny. And uh, so not that one. So, and, and that one's kind of a funny one. We went to this thing called the farm and da, da, da. Uh, and there we are in the, that's the, you know, that, that jeepies or jeepneys or whatever, that's the headroom inside of those things. Not good for guys who are over six, two, you know, so that, that, you know, Wendy had no problem, but me, serious problem. Um, so let me summarize some things about the trip for you guys. All right. Um, (laughs) sorry. Oh, you guys are you guys are good. You guys are good. It's good to be home. That's for sure. Um, I was trying to gather my thoughts this morning, which is kind of hard to gather. But uh, let me just entitle this ecclesia. So it's it's you know recover our stolen identity as God's redemptive agency on the earth. And so this is what we're seeing happening. People are being awakened to their identity being stolen, and recapturing what they were created to do and be. And so, uh, and really that the Lord would choose the ecclesia as his redemptive agency on the earth, not the temple, not the synagogue, but a governmental co-opting the word and using a a secular word to actually be his governmental agency on the uh, the earth. That's the church. Uh, God's instrument for global transformation or revival, that's really what it comes down to. Um, The ecclesia is becoming a global message. Because uh, not only is it, we're just, we're just barely in the infantile stages here at home, all right? So we're, we're seeking the Lord, we're praying, we're asking God to give us revelation because at some point it has to be, it has to move from, a, from teaching to demonstration. So it has to move from revelation to demonstration. If it, doesn't move from, if it doesn't move from revelation, then it just becomes a nice teaching series 
and we actually grow more calloused to the message because we're not, we're not engaging the lifestyle of what Jesus calls us to, right? So we're, we're learning um, how to do that. And I just want to say that God is actually orchestrating some very, very cool connections, which I can't tell you right now, but God is orchestrating some very, very cool connections. And just wait, this is all Bay Area stuff. This is going to be really explosive. And uh, we all get to be part of it. So I was waiting for an amen there. No, I can't tell them right now because the Lord... Would, okay, so... Um, and so it started in Germany and it went to the Philippines and it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's the same spirit. It's the same excitement. It's the same, it's the same energy. It's the same, it's the same emotion. It's, you know, and when I was, when I was, when I was at, uh, I preached on Sunday morning <clears throat> at this church, um, met with the pastor at 8.30, service was at 10.30, and we just had coffee at Starbucks. Starbucks. You know, when you go overseas, you see a Starbucks, you, you really love it. Sorry, Jordan. But you really love it. It's not high-end coffee, but it's, it'll do, right? And so, um, and so he was just explaining. This is what he said. He says, I just want to see the church unleashed. I didn't say anything to him. I said, okay, I think I can help you with that. And so, uh, and just talking with him, I just went ahead and I preached Matthew 16 at his church, but that's where his heart's at. And now after the service, he's like, what do I do with this? Where do I go next? So I hooked him up with King. I said, King, do it. Just mentor this guy, right? So uh, people don't want to do church. They'd rather be the ecclesia. And here's what I tell people, and I believe this is true, more and more true, is that once we actually assimilate what Jesus actually meant and what he said, who we are, it unlocks our DNA, our spiritual DNA, that we actually, we actually, the ecclesia, the governing part of, is, is actually inside of us, and, and then when we get saved, it's, it's released. That's why new converts are your best evangelists, because they haven't been institutionalized yet. And I say that in love because we didn't know. But then we bring them into the system and something happens, right? And so, and so but we have to teach new believers that we got to teach this to our new believers so that they can just go ahead and tear it up, right? For all of us, right? Not just them, but for all of us. And so um, they want to do the stuff. So, um, <clears throat> so the Philippines... King Floyd's and Living Waters are key for, I think they're key for Manila. And uh, God's going to use King Floyd. I think he really, there was a, it was a bringing together. The Lord used two California people coming in, to Californians, uh, to bring them together and to unite something. I thought that was kind of special that the Lord used us. This was really, really crazy. So the guy that owns all the hotels... He came up to, he actually talked more to Wendy than to me, but he came up, he came up, he, he, uh, there was Q&A, so his hand went up, and he says, uh, I have a question. Uh, he goes, no, actually not a question. He goes, uh, can you come back December, December 1st? Or like 2018? I looked at my watch, and I'm like, that's in two weeks, man, or three weeks. I said, no, you know. And because there was 800 people gathering, and he said, he said, this message is what this 
The, the ecclesia message is what our country needs. And he goes, and I want you to come out. And so we said, we graciously said we can't do that in December. That's just, you know, that's just no, no, no. He goes, can you come out in March? <laughs> and so there's, a, there's actually a pastor, they do it every, I think every year or every two years. He, he brings all the pastors and leaders together from the Philippines, like 200 key uh, pastors and leaders. And he flies them to this island because there's 7,000 islands in the Philippines. Am I right? Am I not right? 7,000. 7,000. There have to be islands that are the size of this room. You know, like you have 7,000 squeezed into there. You're just trying to, trying to figure out the math, of how that works. So, so there's just 200. And they, the pastors fly, but he, he puts them up at his hotel on this island called Pawana or Tawana. Paui, Saki. It. It's like What's one of the wonders of the world. I mean, this. Paua. It's really beautiful. It's a really like beautiful crazy. island, I think. I don't know. And so, uh, so when he said it, everyone goes, oh, you know, and I'm like, what's that, you know? And I'm trying to be real gracious and stuff, but I'm saying that I just, I just love how the Lord's doing it, you know? And, and he wants us to speak uh, from 8 to 11 on, let's see, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to these 200-plus pastors and leaders in the Philippines regarding ecclesia. Isn't that crazy? I just think that's so crazy. I'm just shaking my head. So I see that there'll be an ongoing partnership with the Philippines as the Lord leads. I think it's way bigger than us. I feel like the Lord's really doing something in that nation. And I feel like that's just a, that's the, kind of a beginning point because um, I know, if you guys don't know, the Philippines is near, what, Taiwan? So it's over there. So people don't know where the Philippines is at. So Hong Kong, all that, all the Asian, you know, and I just, I just feel like the Lord's going to do something in the... God's doing something in the Asian community anyway. And I love that 48% of people in Fremont are Asian. And so I just feel like there's a great connection uh, that the Lord's kind of orchestrating. And we love to have you guys, if it opens up, to come with us, okay? So we'd love to get our prophetic teens, healing teens, all you guys just, you know, just going and being a part of what the Lord's doing. Um, so at home, uh, we must move into greater levels of demonstration or we grow more religious. I think I said that, right? So we need to, we need to be doing. Everyone say doing. So we need to be praying and doing. Okay, number two, our next little bullet point. Commit to establishing our homes as ecclesias. So we have a, something coming in January. I can't unveil it yet, except to say it's exciting. And we have over 100 homes who have committed to be in ecclesias. We haven't forgotten that, but, we, but that's where it begins. It begins in the home. And so we want to build, build altars to the Lord. We want to see, and there were 16 keys I talked about. and We want to bring all that into our homes and see God really take, because if it hits our home, it's going to hit our neighborhood. You know, and it's going to spread. And if you, if you have it in our homes and our neighborhood, then the, the next place naturally is the workplace. And so we take it into the workplace as we develop it at home. And, and I love the, the uh, testimony of Derek and Helen with the carpet cleaners, uh, the guys that got saved in his house or outside of his house, but they were being witnessed to in Derek's home. And Derek had committed his home to be an ecclesia, and he really didn't do much except witness it, you know. I'm sure if Derek, if I know Derek, he probably said a few things. You know, if I know Derek, he stepped in and said, yeah, 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 you know. So, uh, 
And then we want to partner with regional churches and ministries here in the Bay Area. And, you know, there's a church in Oakland called Full Gospel Acts, Full Gospel, yes, really big predominant church in Oakland that is actually completely bought into the Ecclesia messaging. And they just had a huge outreach yesterday. Uh, they, they trained a thousand people. Uh, in terms of, and so Silvosa and his team were down there. I'm just saying, you guys, this is getting, this is really fun because we're connecting with other people who are sharing the same heart. So you're not, we're not just doing this alone. We're partnering with people. And I think that's how the Lord wants it to be. And so you guys be ready to meet new people, connect with new people, and, uh, and just see what the Lord does in our, in our region. Because our, my, my, my heart is home, you know. I just want to see the Lord do something in Silicon Valley. And that died on me again. All right. And my hand's not even over it, is it? Okay. All right. Two other things. Recognize that it's both our privilege and responsibility to bring heaven to earth. Because that's what it's all about. That's what Ecclesia is. It's, it's, it's heaven on earth. It's, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's bringing the government of God into our region. And then lastly, I just wanted to encourage you with this, that you are ministers Sons and daughters of God, you have authority and power. Step out and go for it. And I just want to—I just want to release that over you, that you are sons and daughters of the living God, and that He's for you and not against you, that you are victorious and not victims, that you are empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit. He's given you all authority, right? So we we get to partner with Him to see the gates of the enemy go down and the works of the enemy destroyed. And so that's what it's all about. It's really, it's unleashing people that are in our chairs, not just here, but in our chairs to go out and do the stuff. And I know that you guys are doing it because I hear testimonies every week. So if you guys are are getting these testimonies, make sure I I do something, you know, let me know about it, you know, and email me, put me, I'm on Facebook now because the rest of the world's on Facebook now. I'm, on, I'm in the Philippines, and I'm like, do you ever heard of Instagram? They say, Insta who? You know? Have you ever heard of Flap Snapchat or something like that? They're all on Facebook. Isn't that crazy? We're like, so many people are like beyond Facebook, but they're all on Facebook. And um, anyway, not beyond Facebook. Okay, yeah, I know Wendy's correcting me. All right. So, so pray, believe, go, and give thanks. Pray hard, enjoy your relationship with Jesus. Let the first commandment be the first commandment. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then from there, believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? And then go. As you go, make disciples. So that means if you're going to have lunch today, do it. Go out and have lunch. But man, share your faith with somebody. They're waiting They're waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. And so go with it. Go with that. And then always offer thanks back to God because he's going to use you. You have to believe it. I'm looking over this room. You guys are all sons and daughters. You're all revivalists now. You know that. See, half of you know that. You know that, right? This is is part of the renewed mind. We 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 have to get this into the hearts of our people that they actually, you know, they actually can turn their world upside down. You know, the book of Acts is not something that's supposed to be out of reach. It's supposed to be within reach. 
Yeah, yep. And I, I'm telling you that people are open and they're ready to receive the love of God. And so we have to believe that they're ready instead of believing they're resistant. So let's change the way we think, right? And start believing that they're ready to receive. Can we do that? Yeah, let's stand together. Thank you for allowing us to have this informal time with you. And honey, do you want to say anything? Sorry, you were... I talked a lot because I had caffeine. I'm good. You're doing good? Yeah? All right. So, all right. I shouldn't have brought the coffee up because I drank too much of it. All right. Well, you guys are amazing. Take the hand of the person next to you. Let's, let's pray. Ministry team, we're going to have you be ready in a moment. <clears throat> yeah, good. You guys can stretch across the aisles. No interlocking. New relationships are always formed. Okay. Never know. Anything how God works. Just cutting it out again. I just want to release you to the fullness of your calling. I want to release you to the fullness of your anointing. And I do believe we're overtaught and we're we're lacking in experience. And we want to be taught more, but I'm telling you, you're fully equipped. You are fully equipped to turn your world upside down for Jesus. Do not let the enemy step in and tell you that you, though I value equipping, we have more in America than most nations will ever have in in terms of so many things, but even in our walk with God. So I I just want to release you to the fullness of your calling. I want to release you to the fullness of the anointing of God that's resting on you. I want the Lord to I want the Lord to present himself to you in such a way that he's he's waiting to partner with you to go into all the world. He's waiting. Angels are waiting for the sons and daughters to be activated. And so I just want to activate all of you in this room right now. I just want you to receive it in the name of Jesus. And I believe that there are going to be those that are not only going to be ministering powerfully here at home, but you're going to travel too. And I see you stepping in the nations with the power and the authority of the gospel. And I see people coming to know Jesus. I see people getting saved, healed, and delivered. And he's going to use you. And I think that there there are nations that are in your heart, not just to pray over, but to actually go to. And I just want to reawaken those dreams again. I want those dreams to be reawakened in you. And for some of you, you're going to be buying some airline tickets. You're going to be going to other nations. And God's going to be using you powerfully. For some, it'll be for a a week. For some, it might be a month. For some, it might be three months, six months. It might be long term. I don't know. But the Lord is using this house to send people, not just in the Bay Area, but to nations. And I want you to receive that. If that's for you, just say, I receive that. I receive that. I receive that. Because I know that if the Lord's releasing us, then I know for, I know, I know for sure he's going to release many people in this room to do the same. But we have to believe. We have to have faith. We have to say, we have to step out. Come on, it's, it's, 
it's, I think the days are over for the church to be saying, we want to send Jesus in the war. You know, Jesus already went to war. And it's, it was called the cross. And he paid, for, he paid for it all. So we can go to war with him. Remember, he went into the gates of Hades and he snatched the keys. He's already won the battle. So Lord, awaken us to the revelation. We will not, we will not back down. We will not cower. We will not look at our inefficiencies. But we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, and we say, we will go. We will go. We will go. And we're going to just angels. And angels are going to be moving again in the Bay Area. We're going to lay hands on the sick, but we're also just going to share our, the good news of Jesus with people. And so I pray, Lord, there'd be a, there, there would be a boldness that would sweep across this room. Just receive the boldness of the Lord. I just receive it in the name of Jesus. And let there be a go in your spirit. And Lord, I just pray that you would make it easy this week for us to be activated. I mean, Lord, bring people to to step. Literally, not only in our house, but in our workplace, where there's going to be a need that's going to be so, we're not going to know what else to do but to pray. Because you're just that kind. I want to awaken the older people too. It's not time for you to pass the baton. It's time for you to seize it. And let, the, let the latter days be greater than the former. And the young people, man, those who are 30 and under, we need you. We need you. Well, I'll say 40 because I'm getting older. We need you. You guys, you guys... Have a, you guys are supposed to have a greater anointing than us. I mean, I want to go after all of what God has for me, but I want that. I want the ceiling to be your floor. I want my ceiling to be your floor. I want you to run. And we need your zeal. We need your strength. We need, we need your enthusiasm. We need your anointing. We need, you know, quit belittling yourself. Quit, quit thinking that you can't and start thinking that you can. That's not arrogance, it's confidence in God. And there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. Confidence puts ourselves in the center of God's will. It anchors ourselves to Jesus. Arrogance, it's all about me. But we'll be confident in the anointing. We'll be confident in the gifts of the Spirit. We'll be confident because Jesus is inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit is on us. We're fully equipped. So awaken us, Lord. Oh, you're going to have a great week this week. You're going to have a great week. You're going to have, some of you are going to see family members, you know, and you haven't talked to them for a long time. And you're just going to be like, Jesus, open a door for me to share, to share the Lord, to share something. The Lord's going to give you opportunity to tell people, your family, about Jesus. You're going to be bold. You're going to feel the zeal of the Lord come on you. And they're going to be receptive to the gospel. Yeah, you're going to bring the love of God. And I'm believing that people will be ready, rededicate their hearts. They would get saved and set free. I mean, you're going to have a real Thanksgiving. You know, and not just turkey either, you know, but a real, is it, is it, is it Thanksgiving this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a real Thanksgiving. Isn't that be nice, man? We have revival in our families. 
and our friends, those that we connect to, our sons and daughters coming back home, coming back to Jesus, isn't that that would be special? Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Why can't we believe for that? Why can't we why can't we run with that? Why can't we grab that mantle and say, that's it? That's, the word says it's for me and my household. And so renew the fire again, Lord. Renew the fire. Renew the fire. Put the fire back inside of us. Yeah, it's going to be a great week for you. The last thing I want to pray for is hope because I feel like there are some of you that are still hopeless in here. And the greatest of the greatest of this is these, faith, hope, and love. Greatest of this is love, right? But hope is theirs. Top three, hope. So I just, I just pray hope into you in the name of Jesus. And I pray out unbelief. Fill them with joy. Activate hope and faith. Anchor it in love. You know he's for you, not against you. That's just good theology. That's a, would you just receive the say I receive it I receive it and he's raising up an army oh they're going to be God lovers and they're going to choke they're going to break the neck of the enemy yeah oh yeah yeah, and it's going to spread all over the bay. It's going to hit other pastors, other leaders. It's going to hit other congregations. You're going to find yourself not standing alone. Yeah. There's going to be a uniting in Oakland, in Hayward, Fremont, in the peninsula, down in Hollister, in Gilroy, up in Hayward, in San Leandro, San Francisco into the San Jose area. Oh yeah, just wait. The Lord's got some amazing plans coming. He just wants, so he's waiting for us to be activated. That's my, I'm, all, I'm done preaching. But I'll, I'll, let me just wrap it up here. But he's waiting for, I just feel like I'm getting some stuff to encourage you. Yeah. Yeah, the days of shrinking back are over. Yeah. The Lord's going to give you favor. You're going to see the favor of the Lord just, oh, it's going to be nice. You're going to see the Lord open doors right in front of you. And you're going to say, who, me? And he's going to say, yep, because you're my favorite. You're my favorite. So he's just waiting for our agreement. That's all he's waiting for is our agreement. So would you agree with that? That's the challenge. If that's you, say, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. There's something about the confession. There's something about letting it out of our mouth. Say it again. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the apple of his eye. 
He's so pleased with you. So just release that. I know your arms are getting tired. Just release that one to each other just in the last five seconds. I forgot. Some of you are really got your arms out, really stretched. And you're, I know that there's the internal struggle. Do I drop them? Do I not drop them? Do I drop them? Do I not drop them? I sure hope PG hurries up because, man, I just got to, I don't want to be unkind, but, man, my arms are killing me. Oh, Jesus, help me. And you don't even hear anything I'm saying right now. It's just personal intercession to keep your arms up. And I forgot. Lord, bless them. And may they have an amazing Thanksgiving All for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more messages, please subscribe and thank you for listening.